0: And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that max likes to tell so tune in to mysteries about true histories with your kids you can follow and listen on apple podcasts or wherever you get your pods welcome to mom and mind a podcast about maternal mental health from conception to pregnancy and postpartum real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, welcome back to Mom in Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In this episode, we will talk with Jessica Scales about how to help couples navigate the changes that New Parenthood brings. It can be really hard to know if you need that kind of support or not. Most folks think that they'll be just fine, but really everyone can use this kind of support. And today Jessica is going to talk to us about some of the things that you could notice in your own life or your own relationship that would indicate the support around getting into New Parenthood would be useful for you. So a little bit about Jessica. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist practicing in the greater Seattle area. She works with both individuals and couples to navigate life transitions with intention, which is awesome. Specifically, couples transitioning from a childless couple into parenthood. She teaches a life with baby class to help couples identify and plan for common relational challenges that couples face when becoming parents. Thank you so much for being here, Jessica. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Well, thank you
1: for having me. I'm really excited to be here and talk to everyone about this really important topic.
0: It really is. And we were just chatting a little bit before we got started about how how important this is and that really not enough people or therapists or anybody are talking about the relationship aspects that change when people go from not having children to having children. So the information you're you're giving us today will be really helpful for a lot of listeners.
1: Yeah, I really believe that the couple is the foundation of the family that you are forming and you need to make sure that you are creating a strong foundation for that family, because otherwise it'll just a lot of stress comes out from it.
0: So You know, a lot of us in this field seem to have some personal experience that kind of drives some part of what we decide to focus in, in terms of maternal mental health and taking care of the family. So is that part of what led you to specialize? I was working with some pregnant and
1: postpartum couples before I became pregnant myself. And it wasn't something that I intentionally went after, but something that just sort of happened organically. Yeah. But as my husband and I were trying to decide if we ourselves wanted to have a child, one of our biggest concerns was how is that going to impact our relationship as a couple because that was something that really worked well in our life. We just had a really good fit, a really good connection, and we were very protective of it in introducing a new member into our little family situation we had. And so then when I became pregnant, it was a great concern and worry that I think that both of us had was how this new addition was going to impact us in our relationship because it was something that we really valued and we really cherished. And we wanted to keep it moving forward as a wonderful part of our life. And we didn't want to lose it to having a child.
0: Wow, that's sort of amazing that you guys had that much foresight to think about that. I don't think a lot of people do. I think the kind of narrative is that, oh, we're married and we're going to have a family and everything's going to be great. But you really had some foresight into thinking about how things would change.
1: Yeah. And I think part of that just came from the nature of me being a therapist that works with yeah. couples and seeing how different life transitions really create a hardship on the relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So I think what's important today is that, right, you have this, the benefit of seeing this, how these changes affect couples, but most other people don't get to have that perspective. Mm-hmm. And you've taken your experience working with couples and in working in maternal mental health to really focus in on helping people have a smoother transition from life before having a baby to introducing another, a whole other person, a dynamic into their life. So, you teach a class out of your practice, right? The Life with Baby class.
1: I do. And it's designed for couples who are expecting or have just had a baby. It's kind of nice to get that mix in the room of a couple who are still preparing for that transition and a couple that is kind of in the trenches. It offers oh, a, a nice dynamic in the class and the conversations that we have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. How long is the class?
1: It's just a one day workshop that lasts anywhere between two and four hours, depending on the class size.
0: Oh, that's great. So it's doable within someone's life. It's not like an eight-week, 12-week class. No, not at all. Okay, great. I'd like to, in a minute, kind of understand a little bit more about that class specifically and what kinds of things you're teaching. But before we get into that, I think it would be really, really good for people to hear about How would somebody know that this type of class would be good for them or it's something that they should invest in and go to with their partner? What kinds of things would they be noticing in their own relationship, if anything?
1: Well, Most of you probably are aware the transition to having a baby can be really stressful. It's a huge transition in your life. You are going from literally one moment not having a baby to one moment there is a baby there. (laughs) Of course, the delivery takes a lot longer than that, but one moment the baby will appear and that baby is going to depend on you 24-7 for absolutely everything. And that is a huge amount of responsibility and incredibly stressful, not to mention You're going to be sleep deprived. You're going to be doing new things that you're not exactly sure what you're doing and you're not very confident in it. And that is stressful and hard to navigate itself. So if you notice that you and your partner already have a difficult time connecting and working together as a team during stressful times, some kind of preparation like this could be very beneficial for your relationship to help make that postpartum transition as smooth as it possibly could be. hmm
0: Right. Some of the stuff that you mentioned is just the normal part of transitioning into parenthood. You have this Mm -hmm. new tiny, tiny person who depends on you for everything and you don't know what to do. But with all the pressure that we feel that we're supposed to have these instincts that just come and then we just know what to do. That's not true. And also there's two people who are trying to navigate that what are we doing thing. So for a class like this, how will it help support the parents to either communicate or kind of protect their mental health in the process?
1: Yeah, so some of the things that we touch on in the class are what the common challenges are, like you mentioned the communication piece, which is huge, but then also just looking at the postpartum anxiety and depression for both mom or the birthing partner, as well as the dad or the non-birthing partner, as well as what their relationship dynamics are currently like, and also then what they are like under stress because the postpartum transition is just full of all levels of stress, as well as just being very sleep deprived while you're trying to navigate all that. So just really helping couples become more aware of their own processes and their own strengths and areas of challenge so that they can utilize their strengths to navigate whatever challenges that they're going to go through and just kind of give themselves that grace to go through those challenges and do so together as a team. A lot of it is just reminding these couples that you are a team and you're about to go through something that can be very hard and challenging, but also rewarding at the same time that you both are in the same boat doing this. So just giving each other that grace and being there to support one another.
0: That's so important and so key because depending on who the couple is, obviously they could be having their very own experiences during the transition. So it sounds like some of what you're doing is reminding them that they're doing this together and that there's a place for them to deal with this together, as opposed to maybe, you know what, some couples, depending on what's going on for them, especially if they've had some difficulty before having a child together, could potentially feel isolated or not know what to do with themselves or not, you know, some societal pressures is that mom does everything and takes care of everything and... This gives sounds like you're giving the partner a place to have space in there too.
1: Exactly. And the other thing that we touch on is what are your expectations for yourself and for your partner during this transition? What do you kind of envision your partner's role will be in the support of your recovery or? how they will care for the baby to make sure that you two are really on the same page about that. And it's not something that you just kind of fall into this situation and your partner isn't supporting you in the way that you imagined that they would. And they had no idea that you wanted them to do that in the first place.
0: Wow. That happens all the time. Yes. (laughs) All the time. This podcast is supported by understood explains as parents. We are often having to figure out things as we go and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I wanna tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd wanna know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP? was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains.
3: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood.
0: Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct.
3: Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago,
0: mom. the class is extremely helpful, but maybe is also indicating to the couple that, hey, maybe we need a little bit more in-depth help. So are people then you know coming to you for couples work in addition to get some more in-depth help?
1: Yes, I have had couples that have gone through the class and decided that they do want something more in-depth and just kind of focused more on their couple relationship in general to help prepare. Because maybe they have a history of some kind of trauma in the background where they really need to work on that piece together because that's going to impact their postpartum experience or just them being parents. I've also had parents where one of the parents has already had a child and this is not their first child, Mm -hmm. but it's their partner's first child. And so they want to kind of flush out and work through those Those areas to make sure that things can be as smooth as possible. And that's not to say that the postpartum is going to be perfectly smooth. That's not what I want couples to envision for themselves. I want couples to know that there's going to be challenges, but also know that they can handle those challenges and that they have a good plan to do so.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. And in terms of getting people to know about this as a resource, that this class is even available. What kinds of things do you run into in terms of barriers that people, you know, whether, for example, are they thinking that they don't need this or are there other issues that get in the way of people actually coming in?
1: I think one of the biggest issues that people have shared with me is that they are already taking all of these classes their labor class which can be quite an intensive class whether it's two full days one full day or a series of eight weeks a couple hours each weekend in addition to if they take a breastfeeding class a newborn class and any of the other classes that it kind of just feels like one more class on their plate, as well as all the appointments that they're going to. So just kind of feeling overwhelmed with all these things to do. What I say to those couples then is, like I said in the beginning, the couple is the foundation to your family. And if you have a solid foundation there. You'll be able to manage the stressors and the challenges that you will run into down the line. So whether it is your baby is crying on end for hours, that's going to be a stressful situation. But if you feel like your partner is in this with you, and that you are both tag teaming the situation together, it's still going to be stressful, but it's not going to be as stressful as it would be if you felt dis disconnected from your partner and that you were all alone in that moment or that you two were fighting on top of that moment of your baby crying for a period of time.
0: Right. So I think that I can't remember this statistic, but there's a percentage of couples who experience marital dissatisfaction after the birth of their child, in part due to the stress that you're describing. So it sounds like going through this preparation could really curb some of that distress that happens so often after the baby comes.
1: Yes. And I've read several studies where they say that the first five years of a child's life is when couples will report the lowest relationship satisfaction. And I think it's just because of how intense the child's needs are. And how much that pulls away from the maintenance and the taking care of and the nurturing you're doing of your own relationship, let alone for yourself, yeah. that your resources are really all being pooled into your child. And you're not nourishing your couple relationship or your relationship with yourself as much. And one thing that comes up with the fathers or the non birthing partners in the class discussions I've had Is that the father has this idea that he was promised a family when he was going to have a baby. He envisioned that this baby would be born and they would be this loving family. But in reality, the mom is taking care of the baby and focused on the baby as well as all the friends and family that want to come over and see the baby. And then the dad is taking care of the mom. And then the dad is left alone. And no one is really caring for the dad. And then the dad goes off to work. And dad is just expected to kind of resume his normal life. But his life isn't normal.
0: Right. No, he's had a major change. But since all the focus is mostly on mom and baby, then he can feel more um, isolated or Mm -hmm. left out. Yes. Yes. And then
1: that causes... You know more stress in the relationship. Dad might get resentful that he is left all alone and all this attention is poured into this baby that he also loves, but he doesn't get to spend as much time with and he misses his wife or he misses the mother of his child.
0: Right. So this is really can be a relation. It's like preventative relationship saving. Yes. <laughs> uh, that For both people to have a more realistic idea what life could be like after having a baby and a plan on how to stay connected during all of this transitional time. Yes.
1: One of the things that I like couples to leave with is finding ways that they can connect. You're going to have a lot less time to do things to replenish your own energy as well as do that couple maintenance that is important. So manage your expectations around that, but taking a minute for yourself or taking a minute for doing something with your partner, that goes a long ways. I like couples to leave with ideas of ways they can connect in a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, or longer if they are lucky and they have longer than that. But just really know that a minute goes a long ways.
0: Right. That's so important. And sometimes that's what you have, especially if, you know, depending on if one or both people have to go back to work shortly after or the pressures of taking care of a little little person. So this is really useful. What kinds of skills are people leaving with and what is important for them to be learning before baby comes?
1: i like us to spend some time talking about the five love languages which is just the different ways that you feel loved and your partner will feel loved, but just really identify those. So in those, if you just have a minute of time, you know the way to show your partner love, that they will really be able to take that in and soak that in. Because when you don't have a lot of time on your hands, you really want that quality over quantity kind of idea. Other things would be was just really have a game plan of the logistics of who is going to kind of take care of things around the house and what those expectations are around that, but then also really managing those expectations that you don't need to keep things maybe as clean as they used to be. That what is the bare minimum that you two can kind of live with for a while to give yourself that grace that this is just a hard phase because you have this new little person that you're caring for. So what can you take off your plate so you can really just enjoy that time and not? not worry about those other things. So doing the housekeeping, meals, just those day-to-day things, like just helping them plan and identify those things as much as possible. So that when the baby comes along, they can kind of just sit back and Follow the plan that they created as much as works for the situation. And so they can just enjoy their new family and get to know this new family that they are creating and this new baby.
0: Absolutely. I mean, all the things that you're describing, just in terms of of a mom's mental health during the postpartum period, and then including dad's mental health during the postpartum period, this can really prevent or help reduce the intensity of a lot of stuff that can go amiss or can be misunderstood during the postpartum period with, as you said before, the sleep deprivation and all the changes that are happening.
3: You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional
0: kids with hope, possibility, and joy. This seems almost, I mean, essential. I would say essential.
1: I think of it that way, and my hope is that other people will start seeing the importance of it more before it gets to a point where you and your partner are in too deep and things feel too heavy and you feel like you're really struggling because yes this transition can be difficult at times but it doesn't have to be overwhelmingly so i think it's it's expected that it's going to be challenging but it doesn't have to be so overwhelming
0: Right. So to spend, I don't know, I mean, the investment of time, just two to four hours to be able to address and normalize some of the transition to parenthood is worth so much more at postpartum, or even if they're just getting the help just postpartum, to help lessen the amount of stress within the relationship and while maybe some people are thinking, I don't. We're fine. We don't need to do this couples stuff, and like maybe they're even concerned that they're going to disagree or get into arguments or something like that when these conversations are brought up. Maybe have having some difficulty with that. It really, in the end, is way more beneficial to invest the two to four hours, whatever it happens to be for that class, to ensure that the, just even the transition, let alone the relationship, is smoother.
1: Yes. I think just spending a little time, whether it's taking a class like the one I offer, or even just having a conversation in the car with your partner on the way to one of your other classes about how you two are going to handle this as a couple. Don't forget that aspect of this transition. There's just so much to prepare for when bringing a baby into this world from picking out a name to mm-hmm. decorating the nursery. And those are the fun things to do. And then going to all the delivery classes and your doctor's appointments. Don't forget about the relationship because it really does kind of set the foundation for your experience afterwards in a lot of different ways.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. So this is on some level, really some of the first parts of parenting that they're already engaged in with taking classes and learning about their baby and learning about how to take care of their baby. But part of taking care of their baby is also taking care of their relationship and their family, as you were saying before.
1: Yeah. And I think This just kind of sets the tone for how they're going to navigate parenthood in general, Mm -hmm. is that they're going to do it as a team, Mm -hmm. that they are in this together to just be intentional about connecting to do this together.
0: Oh, this is so good. It's so important that people hear and understand what you're saying and the importance of attending to the couple relationship in order to really, really help everybody. Help them, help the baby have a really good start. Is there anything else that you think would be important to mention or that we didn't get to? I would say
1: that don't forget about the father or the non-birthing parent. I think there's a lot of focus on the mother, the birthing parent, which is really important, but don't forget about the other parent in this equation. That they can also experience postpartum depression or anxiety that they can also have their own struggles and challenges. And I think our society, thankfully, is moving in a direction where the father or other partner can be a more involved parent, which I think is fantastic. But there isn't always that room for them to show up in that way. So I think that's another conversation I would encourage couples to have is going back to what are both of your expectations for yourselves and your partner? What kind of mom or dad do you want to be? And how are we going to create a family environment to support that for both of you?
0: Oh, that's so good. This is gold. I mean, this is all the good stuff that people really, really hopefully are thinking about. And if they haven't been, they know now that it's worth the time and investment to think about these things for their family. And it can really, really reduce a lot of the stress of the change and, and transition into parenthood.
1: Well, thank you. And I hope that this is really connected for some of the parents out there or expected parents out there as they're listening. And it, encourages them to have their these conversations.
0: Yeah, I do hope the same thing. Thank you so much for all of this information. I feel like there's so much more that there is to talk about regarding couples and this change. For those of you who are listening who are in the Seattle area, you can check out next level therapy and and look for all of the information and support, including the life with baby class on Jessica scales website and find other ways to get a lot of good support from her well thank you very much for having me yeah i'm super excited thank you so much for sharing this with us by joining us today and listening you're a part of the growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this free podcast so that Mom & Mind can be found by moms, families, and providers who will benefit from hearing our talks. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com, where you will also find links and information from today's episode. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom & Mind community.
2: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why?